Hello and welcome to a Dry Bones Ministries special podcast series on the consecration to St. Joseph. My name is Father Adam Potter and today is 15, where today we continue our journey by looking at St. Joseph and his role as being head of the Holy Family. We're also going to take a look at that holy house that housed these three holy people, Joseph, Mary, and Jesus. I'm excited because today we begin uh, not just day 15, but week three. And so I wanted to change up some of the prayers. I'm going to switch from our hymn to St. Joseph to this great prayer called the Salutations of St. Joseph. Sorry, I mumbled. The Salutations, the Greetings to St. Joseph. I hope you enjoy those. And also a new prayer that's called the Memorare to St. Joseph. It's going to sound very close to the Memorare memorari to Mary. The Memorare just means remember. And hopefully it doesn't uh, confuse you too much in your prayers if you're familiar with that prayer to Mary. But if you're ready, I'm ready. Let's begin this day with prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and enkindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and they shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit did instruct the hearts of the faithful, grant that by the same Holy Spirit we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolations. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Salutations to St. Joseph Hail, Joseph, image of God the Father. Hail, Joseph, Father of God the Son. Hail, Joseph, temple of the Holy Spirit. Hail, Joseph, beloved of the Holy Trinity. Hail, Joseph, most faithful helper of the great council. Hail, Joseph, guardian of holy virgins. Hail, Joseph, great lover of poverty. Hail, Joseph, exemplar of meekness and patience. Hail, Joseph, model of humility and obedience. Blessed are you among men, and blessed are your eyes which have seen the things you saw. Blessed are your ears which have heard the things you heard. And blessed are your hands which have fondled the word made flesh. And blessed are your arms which have carried him who keeps all things in existence. And blessed is your bosom on which the Son of God fondly rested. And blessed is your heart aflame with the most ardent love. And blessed is the Eternal Father who chose you. And blessed is the Son who loved you. And blessed is the Holy Spirit who sanctified you. And blessed is Mary, your spouse, who loved you as her spouse and brother. And blessed is the angel who guarded you. And blessed be forever all who bless and love you. Amen. The Memorare de St. Joseph Remember, O most chaste spouse of the Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession, was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, my spiritual father, and beg thy protection. O foster father of the Deemer, despise not my petitions, but in thy goodness hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, well, today we look at uh, Joseph. (laughs) Haha, surprise. Um, Sorry, hopefully you liked those. Aren't those salutations to St. Joseph awesome? I love those. We'll have the whole week to dive into them. And hopefully these prayers, especially the beginning, can be great entrances into greater considerations of 
who St. Joseph is. And I love that one about how we're greeting him as the great uh, gift that he is, but also then we're acknowledging how he's also a gift to God. <laughs> he's a gift to all of us who bless him. And this is just this beautiful reality. It's it's St. Joseph uh, who's so in tune with God given over that he is worth praising, not for his own sake, ultimately for God, but in the ways that God chose him, in the ways that God gave him grace, he responded. And that's praiseworthy. Um, so hopefully that's a, a great one to enter into. So just two things for today. First, the house of the Holy Family in Loretto. A uh, quick story. I was given the chance to be able to study over in Rome for a, a couple years. And I remember being asked by a parish in the States to go to the chancellery in Rome and ask for a couple relics. And the first couple relics were pretty standard requests. And I remember going to the, it was at the Lateran Palace and going all the way up there, speaking to the Italians there and asking And the first couple, like, yep, no problem. But then they saw the one request that it was for a relic of the Holy House in Loretto. This man looked at me, he shrugged his shoulders and said, you can go if you want with the hammer and chisel to Loretto, but you're not going to find anything here. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, and I, it was just like an interesting thing. I, like, I don't know if it's actually true to, to call it a relic. No, of course it is. Of course it is, right? Because a relic is something that has been um, is either from a saint or had, had direct contact with a saint. And so the house uh, there where G Jesus, Mary, and Joseph lived, dwelt, like, yeah, it was in direct contact with the Holy Family. So it is a relic. Maybe it's amazing that the house is still there and that it hasn't have just been attacked by different people trying to get all the different relics. And so where is it? You might think that it's in Nazareth. But it's not. I won't steal the story. If you want to read it, do if you haven't yet. In the Consecration to St. Joseph book by Father, Father Calloway, he explains all these details that make this journey by angels from Nazareth all the way to Loretto, Italy, a lot less inconceivable and maybe more miraculously plausible. Amazing, right? All the incredible things in our faith. And why not? Why not? Here's what I love. St. Therese helps me appreciate this gift of the Holy House. She says this about her journey. She went on a pilgrimage whenever she was a young girl. Uh, I don't think she was ever an old, she died whenever she was 24. Anyway, she went on a pilgrimage with her, with her family going down through Italy and they stopped in Loretto. And here's what she said. What shall I say about the Holy House? I was overwhelmed with emotion when I realized that I was under the roof that had sheltered the Holy Family. I gazed on the same walls our Lord had looked on. I trod the ground once moistened with the sweat of St. Joseph's toil and saw the little chamber of the Annunciation. I even put my rosary into the little poringer used by the divine child. How sweet these memories. End quote. I really appreciate this, St. Therese's insights and a heart full of faith to really enter in with the confidence that this is it. And that this small, humble, poor house was the dwelling place of the Holy Family. Um, as many different saints will say, like St. Peter Julian Amard, the 
heavenly trinity dwelt in a way in the holy family. And I just want to say, I remember whenever I had a chance to go to this house in Loretto and I found something similar to Therese, a, a real amazement at considering these walls, these, this roof, um, just, we're just so close. We're so close to this, these real people, this real family. Um, oh, that's the other thing I want to say. Around the house are these, is this marble kneeler and indented in the marble are actually different places where people have been on their knees and have traveled all the way around the house in devotion. And so anyway, this place is just special encapsulated with prayer and piety and just to have access, huh? The family is such a tangible thing. Um, Families, we all have one. None of them are perfect. Some of them are a little bit more broken than others. And yet it's in this that we're able to have this access to um, something that even God did not see himself as too high to avoid. So the second thing is considering St. Joseph as the head of the Holy Family. And this is a powerful title, but it's one that typically is not well received today. Uh, There are a lot of different things that I I could say, and I guess I want to consider this, that the the head that is biblically understood as being the role of the father and husband is different from the body. And yet we don't want to put them in competition, right? And especially in considering the role of the wife and mother. I appreciate the image of the wife and mother as being the heart versus the father being the head. And so question, right? Like, which one is more important, the head or the heart? Or to put it differently, which one could you do without? Right, neither. <laughs> you can't do do without either of them. And so here's just like the point of emphasis that they're different. They're different. They're not the same. And yet they're equal in importance and significance. And yet we don't want to just say that like, but they need to be the same to be equal. And that doesn't, that doesn't bring us anywhere good. So to consider the head that especially has a lot of connections to masculinity, that it's usually the men who have, are more principled, are able to be more logical, more reasonable. I'm painting in broad strokes here, but in general, right? Whenever a flood of stress, anxiety, or maybe different hurdles come at a family, it's usually the men who are able to navigate and not get caught up in the emotion, not get caught up in the drama. They're able to, no, here's what's true. Here's what's right. And we're going to keep going. Consider the woman, the mother, the wife as a heart, more integrally connected to and having access to all of the different parts of the body, more in tune with the passions and the emotions. And it's in this that she, the heart, is able to bring and collect all of the body together in herself in a way that can allow everyone to flourish. Um, It's in this that it's just a beautiful way that isn't better, right? Uh, While maybe the, the head could get disconnected from the body and the feelings and the emotions and being connected to what is going on in the drama. Um, So too, the temptation for the heart could be to get too lost in the body, in the drama, and not be connected to these core principles. And so they should work hand in hand, right? That they're not in competition. I love that the angel, throughout the scriptures with the Holy Family, 
God sends the angel to Joseph. He tells Joseph to flee to Egypt, to then come back and then reroute to Nazareth. And yet Mary's never insecure in her role. Here's what St. Francis de Sales says. He captures it better than I could say. So I just wanted to quote him here. Who can doubt, he says, that Mary was more worthy than Joseph, had more discretion and more the qualities essential to one in authority. Yet the angel told her nothing at all about the preparations for the flight, about leaving, returning, or anything else. Does it not seem that the angel was greatly mistaken in addressing himself to Joseph rather than to Mary, who, because she bore the treasure of the Eternal Father, was the mistress of the house? She could have said to her husband, Why should I go to Egypt? My son hasn't revealed to me that I should go, nor has the angel spoken to me about it. But Our Lady said nothing of the kind. She was not offended at the angels dealing with Joseph. She obeyed simply and humbly. End quote. If you take nothing out of this uh, point here, I'd, just to take this, that the role of the husband is different than that of the wife. The role of the father is different than that of the mother. And it doesn't mean that one's better or not, but they're given different roles. And for the husband, the father, to be the head means that he has a spiritual authority and command over the family and that he has that responsibility that needs to be delegated, that needs to be shared in ways appropriate. And yet, that the wife, that the mother would even allow herself and the whole family to be led on this path to holiness, to faithfulness, to Jesus Christ. This is what's wrapped up in the holy family in a way that isn't in any jealousy, envy, or competitiveness. No, there's a single-minded, single-hearted goal of heaven, of holiness, of being faithful. And in that, there isn't the same drama or um, anything else that can come into, wait, I'm making the decision. No, I'm going to make it. No, the Lord has given, in a particular way, the role of authority. And it's one grounded in service, in charity, in laying down his life for his family so that he might lead in a way to faithfulness. So, I'd like to close with asking you this. What is an image of the Holy Family that you have in mind whenever you pray? Do you have one? I don't know, and I guess I wanted to lead you all especially to considering that holy house that's now in Loretto but was originally in Nazareth. And just to consider like what scenes come to mind whenever you consider the, the holy family, something that you can relate to in your own family. And maybe just to, to think, you know, like in all of our brokenness that there was a perfection in the holy family. So I'm thinking about a dinner table where there's no bickering, arguing, complaining, no... Um, cynicism, criticism, or judgmentalism, no negativity. The Holy Family at their table, there was perfect charity. There was perfect patience. There was perfect compassion and understanding, a perfect reverence and interest in the other in their life in a way that wasn't about one-upping. Can you imagine? That would be rough if Joseph, Mary, and Jesus were considered considering how to one-up one another. Um, anyway, no, just oh, an ability to humbly see the other and love them for who they are. I don't know, do you think that after dinner they lingered around the fire telling stories about their day? Do you think they talked about 
what this future had in store and what that was going to look like, how the Father was going to provide for them. Let me know what you think. Please uh, put them in the comments. Let me know what images come to mind whenever you consider the Holy Family, especially in that home life that is so beautifully sanctifying. With that, let's pray and we'll go back to our litany of St. Joseph that has been our guide and will continue to be our guide through the rest of our days. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, hear us. Christ, graciously hear us. God, the Father of heaven, have mercy on us. God, the Son, Redeemer of the world, have mercy on us. God, the Holy Spirit, have mercy on us. Holy Trinity, one God, have mercy on us. Holy Mary, pray for us. Saint Joseph, pray for us. Noble offspring of David, pray for us. Light of patriarchs, pray for us. Spouse of the Mother of God, pray for us. Chaste guardian of the Virgin, pray for us. Foster father of the Son of God, pray for us. Zealous defender of Christ, pray for us. Head of the Holy Family, pray for us. Joseph most just, pray for us. Joseph most chaste, pray for us. Joseph most prudent, pray for us. Joseph most courageous, pray for us. Joseph most obedient, pray for us. Joseph most faithful, pray for us. Mirror of patience, pray for us. Lover of poverty, pray for us. Model of workmen, pray for us. Glory of domestic life, pray for us. Guardian of virgins, pray for us. Pillar of families, pray for us. Comfort of the afflicted, pray for us. Hope of the sick, pray for us. Patron of the dying, pray for us. Terror of demons, pray for us. Protector of the Holy Church, pray for us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, spare us, O Lord. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, graciously hear us, O Lord. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. He has made him Lord of his household and Prince over all his possessions. Let us pray. O God, who in your loving providence chose blessed Joseph to be the spouse of your most holy mother, grant us the favor of having him for our intercessor in heaven, whom on earth we venerate as our protector, you who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Through the intercession of the most chaste heart of Joseph and the most immaculate heart of Mary, may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, well, we're into week three, moving right along, and it's just been a great journey. Hopefully, it's been beneficial for you. Keep diving in. Keep bringing these um, reflections to mind and heart, especially to prayer. Again, if you had a, a, an image of the Holy Family that you wanted to share, please um, yeah, comment below. Let me know what, what image comes to mind. Let's keep one another in, in prayer that we might grow in holiness, giving ourselves over to this great man, handpicked by God to be the foster father of Jesus, and that we might consider how he wants to be a father for us. God bless you all, and St. Joseph, pray for us.